are two friends going through big changes in our lives, just like so many other people that we know. No matter how happy we are, life is always throwing us a curveball. And we have found that having a friend to talk it through and discover new tools with has been key to figuring out who we are now as we evolve through these life transitions. So join us as we grow and learn and nourish our souls together. together. Hello, and welcome to the Soul Nourishing Collective. I'm Melinda. Hi, Melinda. It's your soul sister, Jill. Hello, Jill. Hello, everyone. Why don't we take a moment before we get started and put away our befores. You know, Jill had that great idea that we take a moment and we can do that, bringing ourselves sort of into this moment, which is what we're going to talk about today, by maybe taking some deep breaths, just letting go of anything that happened before. Jill likes to take off her shoes. She likes to do a little... Shoes are off. Rogers costume change. (laughs) So, and Jill, I'd love to start out hearing what you have been curious about today. Melinda, I have really been curious about being present. Mm -hmm. And I know we hear that a lot. You know, you, you know, being my actor training, we're always working on be present in the moment, being present. And whether it's meditation work or work work, job work, being present as, as a parent. And this week really challenged me with being present. I just wanted to talk this out with you a little bit. While I think I have developed a really keen awareness of being present, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, I was feeling a little sad this week. And I don't Mm -hmm. know where that sadness Mm -hmm. or melancholy, like it was just sort of a general or blue feeling Mm -hmm. this week. And I found myself spiraling out in a lot of, why do I feel this way? And trying to make logic out of it. Um, And there was a day where I was sitting in my office, not quite knowing where or how to begin Mm -hmm. my day. Mm -hmm. I just felt consumed with a little gloominess and Mm -hmm. feelings of melancholy. Um, And I, I told myself, okay, Jill, you've got lots of tools. What, what tools can you bring forth today to help you with this feeling. And I was curious mm-hmm. and interested that I wanted to push that gloominess away, mm-hmm. that I had put a label on it of bad. Yes, right. And what I ended up doing throughout the week, instead of trying to do work that closed that gloominess and sadness mm-hmm. that was very unspecific, that I just allowed that feeling of general sadness to just be. Yes. Perfect. You did the perfect thing. Um, Perfect. And did you find that it helped it dissolve eventually? I'll be honest and say I'm still kind of living in some of this. Okay. But I'm giving myself permission to resonate with it for as long as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And a part of that journey is maybe my subconscious, maybe my conscious doesn't know what this sadness is yet. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, right. And of so 
what I am doing in this journey to being present is just tuning in and having awareness of what my body is needing and wanting to express. And so I'm aware of when my nervous system isn't stable. Mm-hmm. I know you and I talk about, you know, nervous system stability. Uh-huh. Um, how do you describe nervous system stability? Gosh, I, you know, and it's interesting because I don't use those same terms. I think I think of it more in terms or what I tune into the most maybe is energy and the energy surrounding me or a situation or another person. So I think that for me, I recognize if it's a very low energy situation or a person presenting with low energy because I can have a tendency to want to match it, right? I have a real tendency to want to take on that low energy and match it. And so I have to really be cognizant of keeping myself at a higher vibration. It's really fascinating. I would say I'm super susceptible to matching low vibration, which is not great. (laughs) Wow. And I, I actually wondered that this week, if I was, if this... A general melancholy blue feeling that I had was somehow responding to an energy around me mm-hmm. that hasn't or wasn't presenting itself yeah, to me. It could have been. And that I just needed to tune in. So, um, it also could be triggering something in your subconscious, right? That energy could also be coming to you because there's a something within you that needs to be resolved. Maybe it's because, especially since it's lingering, Mm -hmm. I feel like if it didn't have something that it was attaching itself to in you, that it wouldn't be lingering so much. And I think you said a couple of things that I just wanted to mention, and that is um, talking about resisting. And Mm. of course there's, you heard the, I don't know if you've heard that term or if we've talked about what, what you resist persists, right? Mm -hmm. So what you resist persists. When you push against something, it's going to push back even harder. You find that again and again. And if, if that doesn't make sense to you, just try. Try to try to ignore your emotions and see what happens. Because that's why so often when you're trying to ignore your grief or other emotions, they come out in a different way. Sometimes they'll come out as anger or, or you know, you might have a really short fuse or get easily frustrated with things. And that's all about us trying to resist. You did exactly what you were supposed to do and you sat in it, which you know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But sitting in, in your and allowing yourself to feel the emotions. And when you really do intentionally sit with your emotions and you do that for, for a period of time, you, I think you're going to start to see. And what, ha- what happens with me is that I'll start to kind of say, oh, maybe this is about the death of my mom. Oh, well, she died 16 years ago. I mean, what, why am I still thinking? That's ridiculous. You know, and I'll question it. And then, oh, lo and behold, actually, I'll go, oh, actually, the more I think about it, the more I realize that is. And it's interesting because once you can start to kind of pull out what that emotion is, that's when it, you know, or what that emotion is attached to, that's when you can really finally release it, once you can name it. Well, that's just helping me, like hearing that word resistance mm-hmm. is making me realize that a part of the being present journey is not trying to shove or place on labels or preconceived notions or behavior Mm -hmm. or uh, expectations on the situation. And I, in my journey to, to being present this week, 
I initially had to go through a stage where I was trying to deny myself a state of being that I was and saying yes. or, or somehow thinking that that state of being was bad or wrong. Right. I don't know. If I, I want to say it was Albert Einstein, but I feel like I often say Albert Einstein said things and I'm somebody else. <laughs> well, he, he was, was so great. He was pretty genius. Was so, uh, but, um, you know. Anyway, the quote that I, that I love is, um, nothing is either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm. And it's true, right? No, no situation is good, nor is it bad. But when we start putting all of our, when we filter it through our, right, that collective, that voice, when we start taking it through our stories, then we attach the positive or the negative to it. People always try to challenge me when I say that, and they say, well, what about death? Actually, many cultures, death is not a horrible, terrible thing. We miss the, the presence of the person, but death is seen as going on to sort of the next level or having graduated on to the next level. So it's not actually a, a time for sadness, but a time for joy. So it really is up to the stories that we put around it. So I would say that if someone were to ask me, how can I be more present in life, this week reminded me that one of the first steps is is letting go of preconceived notions and allowing yourself to just be. Mm-hmm. And that is an uncomfortable place to be when you... Uh, when we live in a world where we constantly want to put frames around everything and put things yes. in cubbies and, yes. and have things be explainable and, and neat, orderly little stories. And this mm-hmm. week, I was living in a lot of discomfort, mm-hmm. wanting me to be something that I wasn't this week. When I just allowed myself to be in the state that I was, mm-hmm. it led to me napping more yes. and I just well, I, I have a tendency to be a little bit of a busy bee and <laughs> napping and rest is not getting stuff done uh-huh. and so I oddly enough allowed myself someone encouraged me one of my friends was talking about this nap ministry and and rest as creativity time mm-hmm. and productive meditative time yes. so I gave myself time to rest and just sit and be. And when I sat in whatever state that I was, I, I found myself that slowing down, tuning in, allowed my body to tell me the things that I needed to do to take care of the right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I tapped. Um, I, have, I, I, I don't know if we've talked a lot about tapping, emotional freedom techniques. Uh, it's called EFT. It's a healing tool and exercise and resource that helps release trapped emotions or experiences that can jam up our emotional systems. And I've been working really hard over the past uh, several years to just be more aware of my neurological instability and, and how I can, not that stability is always what we need, but to be more tuned into when my body is not functioning optimally. Mm-hmm. So EFT, I want to unleash and, and share some videos of, of what what EFT tapping is really about. There's some great apps out there. Have you tried any of the apps, oh, Melinda? I have not. No. There's a tapping I did app. did not even know that. 
Um, But you tap through the meridians very much like acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And as you're tapping, you can couple that with phrases like, even though I feel sad today, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Tap, tap, tap. And as you're saying that, you tap three times, you know, on a meridian and then you move on to a next meridian. Even though I feel sad today, I deeply and completely love and accept myself exactly the way I am. And you tap, tap, tap. Sometimes, though, I will tap in my car when I'm driving and I'm aware that I'm like holding my breath Mm -hmm. or not feeling centered or grounded and I'll just tap. We talk, there's a couple of key places, you know, when you need to access quick, quick grounding in in EFT, we call it the karate chop, which is like the, the outside pinky side of your hand or you Mm -hmm. tap um, close to your sternum and your, you know, on either side of your, your clavicle, like um, a, a little bit above your heart but we can do some videos and teach people yes, how how to yeah, tap but that'd be awesome. um it just was reminding me you know talking about the tapping as I'm doing it right now mm-hmm. tapping is the one thing that immediately connects me to my breath mm-hmm and that is the quickest ma- way for me to be grounded and present is if I am breathing diaphragmatically perfect i love that and that's absolutely, I mean, the breath is magical, actually. It's in the Naked Now by Richard Rohr. He talks about the breath being, and this is it's kind of God-centered, but you could also think of it as universe-centered. But in this case, Yahweh, the, the word Yahweh was, is uh, the name of God, right? And the, the breath, the word Yahweh was meant to mimic the sound of breathing. Yah bringing in way. Way, and what's very cool is it was said that the so God's name is the first name that you say when you enter the world, and the last name you say when you leave it. When you're coming to trying to come to center, that is the the that's what you're breathing in and out. You're saying Yahweh, and Yahweh. I love the word Yahweh anyway because I feel like. Yahweh is not that sort of grandfather in the sky, traditional, you know, mm. it's a more universal yeah. God or, or creator. You know, Yahweh really is about the creator and not about this sort of pigeonholed idea of, like I said, this grandfather seen on a throne in the sky. And I like the imagery mm-hmm. of inhale, exhale, mm-hmm. because when you, when you just were describing that, describing that scene of breath in, breath out, there's so much life that starts to sparkle in my imagination mm-hmm. when you describe that. A lot of, you know, the Alexander technique that, that I practice, you know, talks about the was- the whisper to awe. Yes. Ah, you know, in through your nose, ah, mm-hmm. out through your mouth. And that I like that coupling that with the notion of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I want to just also make a comment about the way that you were just going about talking about this present moment. What I love is that you have kind of come at the present moment through a, let's call it a, a negative experience sort of, because so often when we talk about the present moment, it's talked about in such, you know, really focusing on what would be traditionally positive, right? And it's interesting because honestly, when we talked about this being our subject matter in my notes, I literally wrote down, <laughs> what about when it's negative? You know, what if it's bad? 
what makes something bad and the stories we tell ourselves about it. And we've just talked about that. So it's so funny. I actually had written that down because it's such an important thing. People always say every moment is not a, in quotes, good moment. There are, in quotes, bad moments. And you've really hit on, I think, a really important subject. And I think we used to, as a society, have more rituals and routines around grief Mm -hmm. and grieving. Mm -hmm. And I think this notion of being present can be a really interesting and curious tool in the grieving process. Mm -hmm. And I've just, you know, the age that I'm at, 52, almost 53, I'm starting to see more friends with with parents aging and and passing on to next chapters. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I'm seeing a growing struggle Mm -hmm. in society of people not having an identifiable place Yes. For their grief. Yes. Uh, give it a week or give it a month or maybe three months. But past that, mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of space that we hold for the natural grieving process. And that grieving process can be for divorce, for I know we have a lot of friends that kids are going off to college. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a lot of my friends post, oh, the, the countdown to their kids going off to, you know, freshman year of college and the anxiety that comes from that. Yeah. And so that was unexpected this week, um, is how I was using my own knowledge and understanding of being present in an uncomfortable, ornery, not specific Mm -hmm. moment that was a week-long moment. But through that, also discovering multiple times, I found myself going, okay, Jill, what tools do you have? Mm -hmm. What can we do? Like at Mm -hmm. one point, I don't personally sage. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, and I don't even know if I'm describing it right, but I know that there have been times where I have watched you mm-hmm. sage uh, an environment or a scene or a situation. And I, I have sage in my house, uh, bundles of beautiful bundles of, of flowers that I could. And I, I know you've described that, but it's like I had a whole printout, you know, in my head of the 17 different things that I could do to maybe feel better in this moment to feel more present. And I was so, honestly, Melinda, I was so grateful that in this journey that you and I have been on, that I had dozens of soul-nourishing activities Mm -hmm. that I could call upon in an uncomfortable situation. And I think, isn't that what you and I are really wanting 100%. to spread and share yes. with our friends of Building all walks, toolkit. Yeah, yeah. Of, all walks yep. of life, genders, mm-hmm. ages, whatever. We want people to know that we've got a variety of tools in the toolkit. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. And the other thing is, is that the more we work on this stuff, the more that we talk about it, the more we practice it, the more quickly, because the thing is, people out there, mm-hmm. we do not have all the answers. We are not perfect. I am. Gra- I will be great at giving you all the advice. Really great advice. I am not so great at taking it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And so, but what happens is, is that over time, we start to find ourselves having a shorter and shorter period between negative reaction and positive you're moving into the positive moving into back into center 
back into the truth of the situation. It's just you start finding that that period of time gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And that's what we want because we're human beings. We're all going to get angry, get frustrated, you know, say the F word. <laughs> I'm very bad at that. I'm very bad at saying that all the time. <laughs> I have a very bad potty mouth. This work is what gets us back to center. Thank God holy universe. And sharing vulnerably, you know, Melinda and I are always going to share vulnerably and authentically with you the struggles that we, as Melinda is sharing, face in our journey to Absolutely. be mindful. I think it's an everyday, constant effort. And I don't know who was talking about this recently this week. I, I, I can't remember the conversation that I was in where we were talking a little bit more about just sort of the real the the reality of the human condition is always going to include struggle and heartache and pain um and that is what allows us to feel the real joys mm -hmm. and you know you also said something earlier and i can't remember exactly how you put it but it was something to the effect of being in that sort of negative headspace, and I say all this in quotes, but what we would call a negative headspace, you realized too that there was something in it, right? You kind of alluded to the fact there's something to learn from. And I think that's really what this life is about is, is all of these kind of pitfalls and things that are struggles. I have been through a lot in my life, as have you. And I don't, I can't name one thing that I have not been able to reflect on after the fact, not mm -hmm. in the, not in the moment, but after the fact and recognize the learning that came from it. And so there's, there's just no doubt in my mind that all of these things that happen really do happen to help us learn and grow. All of this, you know, I, where I, who I am today, I am because of all the struggles I've been through. Um, and you know, I've had a lot of people, I've, I've recently been divorced in the last year and so many people have tried to say to me, sweetly so, I'm just so, you know, knowing what you've been through, I'm just so sorry I didn't know the extent of what you were going through. And I, or I didn't, you know, I didn't really understand this. I'm so sorry. And I've said to every one of them that I don't have, I have zero regrets of my marriage. I have zero regrets of where I am today and what I've been through because all of that truly is what brought me to this very present moment. So I'm grateful for it. Mm. So it's all learning. It's all about learning. Well, can I ask you for a favor today? Yes. I, I have been craving some Melinda meditation time. Oh, and I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not wanting to put you on the spot, but I do feel a little bit more vulnerable today. And I just, I was wondering if you could maybe just tune in with me a little mm -hmm. bit and just, I, f I know that one of the beautiful benefits of our friendship mm -hmm. is is sometimes just the energy that we can't explain. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, could you, could we, I, I'm not, could we pray? To, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it has to be a prayer, but I just feel like I just need to resonate with you a little bit in meditative space. Okay. Um, you know, would you be up to that? 
Always. Am I ever not up for that? Of course. <laughs> of course I'm up for that. <laughs> and you know me, uh, uh, friends out there in listening land, whenever, Melinda knows, whenever I meditate, I can't close my eyes initially. Yes. Like I, I was just describing this to someone the other day, like sometimes I just have to kind of like incrementally go into meditative space. Mm-hmm. I can't just close my eyes and go there, but I, I feel like I, like this week as I've been working through this you know, non-specific, whatever this is, mm-hmm. um, that I've been tuning into music more and yes. listening to music. And while I don't dance as much as I used to, I've been finding myself kind of rocking or tuning into f- physical things that may push. And Melinda's maybe seeing <laughs> my my modern dance gestures right now that might shake shake me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess what I'm looking for is just, I just want to resonate with your sound and knowing the energy that you can send to me this morning. Okay. Well, do you, are you wanting to do a present moment? Sure. Okay. okay. And one of the things I'd like to say to everybody is whether or not you've done meditation, and we're not going to do, I'm not going to, we're going to spend, spend very long. We're going to, we'll do a very quickie. Don't turn this off. I really highly recommend that you try to listen actually. And Jill, thank you for this opportunity. Truly, we did not plan this. Um, I want to say that the whole idea of eyes open or closed doesn't matter. It's whatever you are the most comfortable with. If you're uncomfortable closing your eyes, you shouldn't. Because the, the one thing, there are certain meditation traditions that I think can be effective for some people, and also can be difficult for others. Different types of meditations work for different people. There are certain meditations out there that have very specific ways that you sit, things that you say, ways that you hold your hands. All of those things, all of those rules for somebody like me, and I think somebody like you, (laughs) we can get so caught up in, quote unquote, doing it right, (coughs) that you kind of miss the whole meditation, right? So I'd like to really invite you to stay where you're sitting, lay down on the floor, open your eyes. Continue driving, stay safe. I was going to say, that's actually funny. You said I was literally about to say, (laughs) the one thing I would say is maybe don't drive when you're meditating. Driving is because it does take, you do want to kind of be able to go off to another place. And I'd rather you not do that while you're behind the wheel. So um, that would be the only time I would tell you to pause. That was funny that you had that same thought. Okay, so let's just take a take a moment to just sit in your seat or lie on your floor. And actually the beginning of every meditation, and that's really what I'm just going to do is sort of this intro into every meditation because I the importance of every meditation is bringing yourself into this moment. So what we're going to do first is we're going to start to kind of notice where we're sitting, where our body touches the chair or the floor or the bed. Just take some time to notice those parts of your body. And now start to pay attention to the air coming in and out of your body. Are you breathing in through your nose? Are you breathing in through your mouth? And start to focus in on that breath. 
and feel how that breath hits the back of your throat, expand your lungs, and see if you can also feel how that breath is going through your whole body. You might start to feel some tingles or some warmth. Can you feel that life-giving breath in your fingers, in your feet, in your legs? With every breath in, feel that breath filling up your body And then as it leaves your body, feel what that feels like. Is the air warmer? And just for fun, why don't we also, as we breathe in now, also imagine breathing in joy, peace, grounding, And when you take that breath in, breathe in for a count of three or five, whatever you're most comfortable with. And then as you exhale, exhale out any of the negativity or the achy joints or the achy mind. See if you can exhale that out and exhale it out even audibly if you want to. And get that out of your body and maybe exhale for a, a count of three or a count of five. Let's do that two more times. Breathe in comfort, satisfaction, and breathe out frustration, self-consciousness. Breathe in peace, confidence, and breathe out unworthiness, see how you're feeling in your body now, do you feel a little more present, is that maybe what you were looking for? Yeah, you know. That felt like a hug. Oh. That felt like a hug. So good. Okay, good. I'm so Like, glad. I could have asked you I for didn't. a hug, and I know that you would hug me. <laughs> I'm a, and I love that. I am a hugger. Um, like, when you asked me that, I was like, oh, is she asking me or the, the audience? Um, um, but that, like, it's like my body knew that I needed that type of hug today mm -hmm. and not just a physical hug mm -hmm. from you. I love how in touch with yourself you are. And I think, again, the more we do this kind of work I and mean, the more we become more aware of our thoughts and our, we become more in tune with our bodies. It is interesting how much more quickly you can tune into that. And, um, and I think that you're extremely, and have been for a long time, extremely in tune with your, with your being, which I love. So while you were, while you were doing that, I, I an idea or yes. I, I found myself daydreaming or wandering off in several directions, but you know, how many times 
are you on some sort of text thread or visit in social media or, or anywhere where someone says, can you keep me in your thoughts? You know, please keep my family in mm-hmm. your thoughts. Or you send someone, so-and-so, you are in my thoughts. And I realized that one of the beautiful tools that we have as human beings is our imagination. Like, at any point, I could imagine you talking to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I think of you, Melinda, I think of your laugh. Oh, no, and, now I want to laugh and I'm going to try to But I mean, that. like, it's a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. Like, it's, a, it's, uh-huh. it's now in my mind's eye uh-huh. associated with my friend Melinda, her oh. giggle. Um, and I realized that if I ever needed you and you weren't around to Mm -hmm. give me this meditative hug, I could just with my imagine, childlike imagination, Uh could just imagine sometimes my friend Melinda will say the phrase, it's going to be okay. (laughs) And I can just saying that or thinking that Uh it's going to be okay. I hear her voice saying that just was a thought that maybe you could you know, reach out to your friends if you feel like a friend is in need of something, mm. reminding them to hear your voice, sending a phrase to them. Um, and just in your imagination, imagine them saying, I, I, I'm, I'm cheering you on or mm. I'm, I'm right behind you. Yeah. I've have got you your back. Said, hey, I was going to say, have you ever said, I'm with you in spirit? You know, and I think that's very true. I'm with you in spirit. I absolutely am. And it is because there is so... This brings up a really great, fun subject for me, which is um, I love this whole interconnectedness that we all share. And I think we'll probably do a whole podcast on that. But when I watched, I have to shout out, I Am Again Uh by Tom Shadiak, Mm -hmm. wonderful documentary if you have not seen it. That was the time that I really, that was the first time I ever fully understood this kind of physical connection. So when one of the things that he talks about in this is the idea that when two people meet, Mm -hmm. their electrons, because we're all made up of electrons, their electrons begin to spin in the same direction. Once those people have met, once those people have been in contact with each other, simply sitting next to each other or passing each other, their electrons start to affect each other. Once you take now those electrons an infinite distance apart. When one electron starts to change direction, the other electron will change direction at the exact same moment. Nobody can understand this. Okay, is this forever? This is, I assume it's forever. I don't, but this is part of quantum physics. And a lot of quantum physics, they have found so many things that are inexplicable to us at this point. And that's one of the things. Nobody really knows why that is. But it seems pretty miraculous. So the reason I bring that up, and I just, I love that. Because I feel like, okay, I said three, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm taking another aside. But um, it shows you that we are all connected. We are all meant to live in harmony together because we all have this unconscious effect on each other. But the reason I bring it up is because when you say to somebody, I'm with you in spirit, if obviously you're going to say that to someone who is a dear friend, you really are. When you really are sending them energy, you really are connected to that person, right? So once you have been in the presence of somebody, you are forever connected. I 
you ask if it's forever, I'm going to say yes, it is forever. I w- you're forever connected to, those, to that person. And so they truly can, as you were saying, you really can conjure up that person and it can physically affect you. Probably because of the electrons, honestly. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. But that probably has something to do with it. Oh, I love that. And I, you know, I know the EFT technique that I was talking about is also a quantum self-healing tool. And we've talked about the the research that we've been reading and continue to learn through Dr. Bruce Lipton and, and several other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout that, out. Yes. That, it, that is entirely exploring the the energy that's at the, at the lowest common denominator of our cells, at the the micro biologic like as far as we can with all of the tools and equipment as far as we can go there's still an energy field that we don't understand oh, yet yes absolutely um, it's incredible it's incredible so and it's magical but the one thing that we the one thing that we as non-scientists know is the experiential right we know how what our own personal experiences are and just like you said, you can conjure it up and you can actually feel certain feelings. So when someone says, could you pray for me? Could you uh, think about me? Or you're saying, I'm holding you in my heart. All of that, there really is truth to that. Um, because you're putting some real physical energy around the thought of that person. And they're finding more and more that because of this connection, not just with electrons, but also with um, an energetic measurable field that we all have, all of those go into play, into play when we are talking about praying for somebody or and I'm not I'm not trying to take God or, or anything out of your belief system. So please don't take that wrong. It's my personal belief that we were designed this way, that they're with a purpose. We were designed so that we really can connect in when we're not in the same physical presence in the same place with somebody else. I believe that it's a grand design because they're, it's pretty crazy that there's so much that's inexplicable. Well, I know we've, have we talked about the Netflix documentary, The Fantastic Fungi, that explores the... Um, I don't think we have. So that's another do- uh, documentary that, um, but if you start exploring sort of the mycelium world, yes, you know, as another realm of our world or even exploring the roots that are underneath our, our world, you know, like underneath the soil and the earth that we walk on, there is a network of energy that is connecting, you know, current research is, you know, more, uh, more carefully understanding that a tree root can give energy and nourishment and nutrients to its seedling that is like the web of of community that's underneath you know yes. our, our our soil our feet yes. the ground that we walk on is is designed to connect and um and encourage and support each other it's pretty phenomenal when I was in Africa, there was a really interesting thing that I learned about these specific trees that the giraffes, and I can't remember, I'm sorry, the name of the tree at the time, right, right now, but as the giraffes are eating them, when they, if they start to eat them too much, right, they're starting to take too many leaves from a certain tree, 
the message then will be sent out and a tree a mile away what will start sending off um its smell sending off things to attract the giraffes to it so literally then these trees it's quite true and what and, I, I this is mind-boggling it's mind-boggling it's in it's amazing but that's exactly what i'm talking what you're saying and what we are talking about is that there is so much more than meets the eye to this universe that we live in right and i think we're finally starting to see that and it helps to make a lot of this stuff that you and i are talking about be less woo-woo because there's more and more research showing that there really is something to this and they're they're able to find evidence of it which is i think the most convincing and is why i absolutely refuse the term woo-woo about this stuff that we're talking about because it's there is real science behind it it is a real it's a real phenomenon and it's something we need to pay attention to and and then we were created this way so I'm so happy so one of the things that I want to share and say to you is I am so grateful that you embrace and uh, you know in the moment in the present moment embrace where I am that day in whatever state of being and go on soulful or intellectual or silly journeys with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I find myself when I need to be present with the human being that's across the table for me or in mm-hmm. a space with me, yes, doing exactly what I just did is another way that I get to that space is reminding myself of what I see in front of me, what I am grateful for in this present moment. Mm-hmm. And I just felt called to share with you that I am grateful that you stay present with me in whatever state that I'm at. Well, and likewise. And go on an improv with me. Like yes. Melinda is always <laughs> improving with me. You well, know, yeah. life improving. Yes. Um, and that's so... Well, you the funny thing is I took notes and I haven't done anything in my notes at all. <laughs> I haven't said a word about anything in my notes. Right, and I'm, I'm, I'm aware of which that. I'm great. looking at you going, yeah. oh, Melinda's just going on a journey with me. Yeah. I can tell you this is so not what Melinda was imagining no, but that's today's great. discussion was going to be. No, I love it. But though. she it's is... It's more genuine. This is really about our how our conversations go, right? We don't have notes, Right. Well, sometimes we, t- we, we sometimes, sometimes get, tri- yes, we sometimes get tripped up and think that we do. Right. Um, but we're very quickly able to go, oh, great. Grab the hand. We're going off skipping. Yes, that's true. Oh, you want my hand? Great. Here we go. That's right. Oh, we need to dance right now and point at each other. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Which we did a little bit of pointing at each other today. today. We were doing a little silly thing, grabbing some pictures. Yes. Um, but in Melinda oh. just is, and that, that, that really is like a fundamental improv technique oh. and, and, and rule. We should talk about improv as a mindfulness tool at some oh my gosh I would love that (gasps) we should do that that'd be so fun okay let's do that make a note well I I love it um so was there anything else that you were curious about well you know today in this I did think maybe and I'm not going to go really super deeply into my notes but I just was thinking that maybe because we did talk about in such a great way the importance of the present moment I do think also uh, just kind of coming at it from a 
just general perspective of just a, a day of being distracted, even if it's not a negative emotion. But there have been lots of studies, of course, I always say that, but it's true. There was a study out of Kent University, um, and it partnered with University of Richmond and University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And they did a study specifically on, does focusing on the present moment really make you happier? And again, you know, we can talk about studies all day long, but I think experientially, experientially you, you recognize that it really does um, make a difference. But of course, they did find out that um, people who practiced uh, being in the present moment for nine weeks had an overall better life experience. They, they were happier in general in their lives, less depression, um, and then just more reporting of feeling more satisfied, more life satisfaction. But I think, again, nothing can convince you more than just experiencing it yourself. Now, I will say, because I was thinking about this on the way over here, when we talk about being in the present moment, that's another muscle that you kind of have to exercise, right? And because we are the people that we are, because we are human beings, nobody lives in the present moment 24-7, right? I mean, that's let's just be honest, right? But it's really about recognizing, as you did, times when you need to be or let me also say this, not just that, but also when you are meditating or maybe you don't want to, med maybe you're not somebody who really resonates with meditating. So, but if you can have a practice every day where you take 10 to 15 minutes out to be in the present moment, it affects your entire day. It's just like gratitude, right? It, it affects your entire day. It makes things better. And over a nine week period, you will find if you take time. So when I say it was a nine week study, I promise you these people didn't live in the present moment for nine weeks. Mm -hmm. I promise you. But it's taking time every day um, to get into the present moment. So how, how can we do that if you don't want to do it through meditation? Um, if, you do, if you don't want to sit and just focus on your breathing as we did. Um, one of the great ways to do that is to use your senses, right? So use your, use your senses. And, and with that is, um, you know, even, even when you're doing something. So if you're um, cooking, when you're cooking, take a moment to really pay attention to how the knife feels in your hand when you're chopping. How does it feel to be slicing through those onions? Um, what are the smells that are wafting up? from the pots that are cooking. Um, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Are you hearing the boiling of the broth or, um, or the beep of the oven saying that it's ready, to put, you know, ready for the food? Take a moment to notice everything around you and even tasting, tasting some of what you're chopping. You know? Take a moment to really use your senses to bring you into that moment. And the wonderful thing, there are studies I would love to talk about another time, really specific uh, studies that are fascinating about specifically cooking and how it can make your food taste better. Being in the present moment while cooking. Oh, I love that. Yes, we will talk about that another time. It's a very exciting, very exciting well, study. Well, I feel like, I feel like um, that our soul-nourishing collective friends are going to be well trained actors after all of this Ooh. present work because we we work so much you know good a good method trained actor would spend 
you know, a whole day being mindful of how they brush their hair, oh, how they yeah. shower, how they cook, cool. how they reach for a spoon yes. or open a book. So we're, we're all going to be just perfectly mm-hmm. trained, prepared actors for the stage after this <laughs> um, experience. Um, but perfect. yeah, I, 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 our senses are our quickest way of, of you know, diving right into, mm-hmm. um, and that, that can be physical work. That could be some people want to stretch in the morning or go uh, do yoga or go for a run or go for walk the dog. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have to be like specific exercises. Right. This could be showering, um, mm-hmm. you know, just drinking your coffee. Mm-hmm. We're talking thir- one minute, yes. 60 seconds yeah. of how do I feel? How do I listen? The one that, that someone taught me recently that I thought was really powerful was uh, tuning into the loudest noise in your space and then tuning yes. into the quietest space yes. in your world. You had world. us do that at one point. Um, and uh, I'll do a TikTok video or a YouTube video about waking up your 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 nervous system mm-hmm. and a scratching, tickling, and tapping um, all over your body. Like, you know, waking up your legs by, you know, like rubbing and scratching. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a, a makeup brush or some soft feather, you know, just waking up your senses. Yes. I so it, this doesn't have to be like super complex exercises. Because I'll be honest, Melinda, I... I it takes me a long time to wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. but I, I got to I gotta ease into it. Sure. And anything longer than a minute, and I am going to not do it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I think a lot of people are like that, actually. So, yeah. I um, Well, and that's, I think maybe this is a great time then for us to say we'll talk about more next time. Yeah, we'll continue with this conversation of being present, and, and we'll continue to share the tools that Melinda and I are continuing to assemble mm-hmm. in our world to uh, help us navigate this human experience yes. that we all have and, yes. and tackle the highs and the lows. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we promise to be honest and authentic at all times, to have fun and to laugh and when we want to and be serious and cry when we need to. And uh, just are so grateful to be on this journey with you all. So thank you for being here. Now, I, I feel co- I feel like I want a little dance party after this. So um, we might have to ha- share that with our Soul Nourishing Collective friends later. But I might uh, uh, take Melinda's hand here in a moment and go off and Woo-hoo! like listen to some Indigo Girls or something. Oh, I love it. I'm well, everyone have a great rest of your week or a great day. And you know, you can always reach out to us with questions or thoughts or stories or tools that have worked for you at the soul nourishing collective at gmail.com. Um, and onward we go friends. Onward we go. Have a wonderful, beautiful week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.